on your PC, iPod or smartphone, this is the girlsplayfooty.com podcast. Coming up on the 28th edition of the girlsplayfooty.com podcast, we catch up with new Melbourne recruit Sabrina frederick Traw, Western Bulldogs women's captain Stephanie Chiocci, and all the details you need to know on the broadcast of the big game this Sunday. That's coming up on the girlsplayfooty.com podcast. I'm Peter Holden and welcome to the 28th edition of the girlsplayfooty.com podcast. Now before we jump into our two interviews, I've got some important stuff to get through first, talking about uh, the television and radio broadcasts of the second AFL Women's Exhibition match for 2015, plus of course ticketing and what gates are open at Etihad Stadium. Let's start first with the most important, that is TV. This is the first time ever women's footy is going to be shown live on free-to-air television. Now if you're in Australia, you'll be able to catch this simply by tuning in to the seven network now it'll be on different seven channels around the country so let me guide you through it if you're in melbourne the game is shown live 12 30 p.m on channel seven tell your friends if you're in adelaide it commences live your time at 12 p.m again on channel seven if you're in perth so you're in wa you're in perth 10 30 a.m your time it begins on channel seven mate Tell your friends, 7 mate. If you're in Sydney, it begins 12.30pm live your time on Channel 7 mate. If you're in Brisbane, it begins 12.30pm your time on Channel 7 2. So again, you're in Melbourne and Adelaide, Channel 7. You're in Perth or Sydney, 7 mate. And if you're in Brisbane, it's on 7 2. If you're in Hobart, it'll be on Southern Cross from 12.30pm. The simple rule of thumb is it'll be shown live around the country. you just got to remember it starts at 12.30pm Melbourne time, shown live. Now, of course, for those wanting the radio stream, because you might not be near a TV, you might be driving around or you might be overseas and you want to keep a track of the game, a Girls Playing Footy will be doing a radio broadcast of the match. And all you can do is go to our website for a stream for our flash player there at girlsplayfooty.com. Or if that doesn't work for you, if you've got a mobile phone, Android or Apple, and it has the TuneIn app, it's a free app, just go to uh, the App Store and download TuneIn. Within that app, search Girls Play Footy, and you'll be able to get the radio call beginning from 11 a.m., on Sunday morning, Melbourne time. So don't forget, on the TuneIn app, search Girls Play Footy from 11am Sunday morning, Melbourne time. It's easy as that. If you're heading along to Etihad Stadium, gates 3 and 7 will be open from 12pm for those looking to get in. Limited ticket windows will be open. If you want discounted tickets, make sure you go to the Western Bulldogs or Melbourne Demons website until 5pm on Wednesday afternoon, the 12th of August. You can get tickets for $15 for adults and that will get you into both the women's and men's AFL match. Go to the Western Bulldogs or Melbourne Demons website and click on ticketing to get those discounted $15 tickets. It's simple as that. Okie dokie, that's enough for me. Time to get into the interviews. Our first one is the uh, recruit for the Melbourne Demons out of WA. She was uh, pick four overall, the second taken by Melbourne and their coach Michelle Cowan. She's a player who can be in the rack or at forward, quite versatile and quite talented, particularly when she picked up the game in uh, her primary school years because she was originally born in England. I speak of Sabrina frederick Traub, and she's on the line. And Sabrina, um, how are you feeling at the moment? Uh, nervous leading up to the big day? Oh, I'm very nervous and excited all at once. It's quite overwhelming. Well, for you, it's been an interesting football journey. Uh, I think I read somewhere you described yourself as an English-born Jamaican girl. 
Yeah, um, definitely an English born um, with a J- Jamaican background from my dad's side. And yeah, playing an Australian game is very interesting. Uh, for you personally, um, when did you first come out to Australia and then pick up the game of Aussie Rules footy? Um, well, I moved over when I was six. Um, moved over to Australia and um, I started playing footy in my first couple of years of schooling in primary school, so that was year one. Um, playing with the, my friends, my boys, out in the uh, recess and lunch at the playground, just kicking the ball, trying to fit in with the crowd, trying to get, well, trying to fit in basically, <laughs> trying to not get bullied and um, just get used to how Australians kind of work. So that's how I got into footing. And for you, you took it up, uh, well, naturally, because you ended up uh, going for a couple of youth girls' carnivals. Are you even surprised yourself at your rapid development? Yeah, I mean, um, I played soccer and like, when I lived in England and um, when I moved over here and I've always had that kind of um, quick learning style. So when I moved over here and played footy, it was, it was kind of, it came quite easily like the two sports kind of overlap in some areas so it was easier for me to pick up and um, yeah, when I first started playing youth girls, um, it was just, I don't know, it was kind of, Easy for me, not easy, but kind of it was second nature because I've already been playing soccer and like the learning te- the learning styles are quite similar. So yeah, I would say that's why I've managed to pick up on it quite easily. And for you, a great honour in uh, 2013, uh, captaining the Australian Youth Girls side that toured New Zealand. Yeah, I mean, it was the first time that uh, an Australian women's team has gone to another country and played the game and I, I was honoured, uh, well, mainly because I wasn't Australian, for one, and two, just because it's the first time that um, we have shown our, our our game, Australian game, to another country, so it was great to, to captain a, such an amazing group of girls over there and um, show the Kahoos girls and New Zealand girls um, just how to play footy and it was great. It was a great experience. And for you it almost seems like familiar territory when you pull on the Melbourne jumper because I believe a couple of girls in those and that youth girls tour in 2013 included uh, Brittany Bonici and Taylor Harris. Yeah, uh, Brit and Taylor have been good friends of mine for a couple of years and yeah, it would be great to play alongside them. It's always great to play alongside them. They have amazing talent and um, yeah, it would just be an amazing experience to look back on, and yeah, I'm excited. Am I correct in saying that your youth, your youth girls footy was originally with uh, the Peel Thunderbirds, but you're now playing, obviously, senior women's level with South Fremantle? Yeah, I played for Peel Thunderbirds for about four years, and then I moved up up to South Fremantle because I um, go to uni in Fremantle and I play soccer in Fremantle too and it just became easier for me to have my life up there and it was a big decision but um, I don't regret it at all. The South Fremantle girls are like a second family to me so it, it was, it's great playing there. And how was the experience for you for the uh, 10-week training session the WA girls had together before that uh, momentous occasion back in June when you knocked off Victoria for the first time at senior women's level? Um, it was a lengthy ten weeks, but it was it was great. Um, pl- training with that amount of talent, it just brings out the best in you. Um, it's just another level 
constant training in at club level. It's just that step up and the the shine on the technique is just it's nothing you compare it to and um, playing with some of the best like training with some of the best in the country like Cara Dinellon and um, Kirby Bentley it, it's an amazing experience and I'm so glad that we managed to take home a win after training for that long and putting in that amount of effort. Rewinding back a couple of weeks, uh, when did you get that phone call from Michelle Cowan to tell you that you've been selected by Melbourne? I can't even explain how I felt when I picked up the phone. Uh, it was no words can even explain it. I, I honestly have been watching the draft games for the past couple of years, and to hear it come from her was just um, it was a shock and a half. And I'm so honoured to be able to put on that Melbourne jumper for her, and hopefully be a part of the next win for her as well. So. Yeah. And I believe the itinerary is that you're flying across uh, Tuesday night as we speak to you to Melbourne. Uh, what does the itinerary uh, uh, mean for the Melbourne girls? When will you all first meet up? Um, well, we'll all first meet up on Thursday at our hotel, the Mantra. And um, we'll, I think we'll, we have a meeting first up to see what's going to be going down for the next few days and what's expected of us and... Yeah, it will be great to just get to know all of our girls, even though I know most of the girls already. It will be great to know the coaching staff and just get amongst the Melbourne team. And I believe, similar to the Bulldogs, you've also got like a, a, a close Facebook group amongst the Melbourne girls where you all get to at least know each other without seeing each other face-to-face yet. In that forum, do you get to discuss ideas about what game plan you should be looking at and, and stuff like that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, we can't. I can't talk about it. <laughs> but um, yeah, we definitely explain what we what's expected of us and what structures and things and ideas for how we'll be playing in the in the game. But obviously, I can't say that <laughs> on here. But yeah, definitely, ideas are being thrown around and just getting to know the girls, the girls that I don't know already. Um, it's been good to have that close group on Facebook. And just quickly before we let you go, you're also a West Australian Football Commission female footy ambassador. What does that role entail? Um, being an ambassador, it's basically just promoting women's AFL to get that that out there. A lot of people don't really know that it's going on. Some people that I know don't even know that this draft game is happening. And it's a shame because there's so much talent out there. And to be a an ambassador is... My role is to learn what's going going wrong in us promoting it and hopefully building on that and building on the weaknesses that we have in um, advertisement, ad, advertisements and going to schools and um, running clinics. And that's basically what my role entails for the South Amanda district. So... And just before we let you go, um, how many people have you told so far to either turn on the TV to watch live or record this historic matchup this Sunday at 12.35pm? Apart from my family and all my friends, um, I've told pretty much everyone on my Facebook group. Um, I've even got my whole soccer team to watch it before they play on Sunday as well. So pretty much everyone I know (laughs) I've been telling to watch the game. Um, But they're all excited for me and... Yeah, they're excited for, to watch some great talent as well. So it 
should be great. And we wish Sabrina all the very best. Uh, she's in Melbourne pulling on the jumper for the Demons as they take on the Bulldogs at Etihad Stadium. Now, before we jump into our next interview, you may recall uh, about a month or so ago on our podcast, we interviewed uh, Jessica Wuchner from uh, WA, or I should originally say from Tasmania, but of course uh, now living in WA. She was playing for East Fremantle, and she's about to head overseas after the AFL Women's Exhibition match and playing for the Bulldogs to uh, do some volunteer coaching in Boston in the United States leading to their nationals for the next three months. Now, because it's a volunteer role, she's funding herself, uh, but she had a few medical issues and uh, it bit into her savings. You may recall that we, um, we're trying to promote uh, the fundraising effort that she's doing. She's trying to raise $2,500 at the moment. She's only at about $810. So if you can spare 5 or 10 bucks, some loose change, it would certainly help her out. And uh, that GoFundMe uh, website to help Jessica Wuchner when she's uh, volunteering over in the USA over the next couple of months is this website, www.gofundme.com forward slash Y-A-J-E-4-C-C. So I'll say that website address again. Uh, if you go to the GoFundMe website, you might even be able to search Jessica Wuchner and find a volunteer coaching role on the USA page, which she's trying to raise money for to help her out. Uh, that website again, www.gofundme.com forward slash Y-A-J-E-4-C-C. If you can, five or ten bucks, throw it her way and get behind Jessica Wuchner and her volunteering role over in the USA for the next couple of months. Now, the Western Bulldogs, their captain, Stephanie Kiyochi, is on the line. She's going into her fourth exhibition match. And, Steph, since I've got you on the line, I do have to ask the question. Since you're now, I guess, a veteran, you could say, for exhibition games, in, do you still feel the nerves, or is it now very much about process? Yeah, you would think so, but I think I'm like a kid before Christmas. Every time I get to play in these matches, I get more excited, and um, I suppose the hype gets bigger and bigger every game, so... A little bit nervous, but really ready for the challenge. And talking about height, because this is the first ever televised women's AFL exhibition match, um, you've had to do a little bit of media street last week. Uh, talk us what that entailed at AFL headquarters. Yeah, that was great. So obviously it's fantastic that Channel 7 have got on board and are going to show it live and free on all their channels across Australia. So um, obviously a big uh, big hype around that. And we went into uh, AFL house on last Tuesday, Daisy and I, and Spent a bit of time in the studios there doing a promo um, that'll run on TV, hopefully on Friday and Saturday um, and possibly Sunday as well. So we did a bit of work there and then headed over to the Docklands um, to do some AFL media, um, some small snippet um, videos that'll be on the website soon. So um, really exciting. Um, They were really, really positive about it all and they're really excited to see, you know, what we can do with this game and how many people tune in, which I'm sure will be thousands and thousands. Now, leading into the last game, the MCG, because it was a Melbourne home game, Daisy Pearce and Nathan Jones were on the front of the record. Am I right in guessing there may be a chance that yourself and uh, Bob Murphy might be on the front of the record for the Doggies this time round? Yeah, yeah, you are right in saying that. So I did head out to um, Albert Park where they were training last Tuesday and we uh, you know, took on the freezing conditions there and had a nice little photo shoot and hopefully they airbrush us. We're both pretty pasty, so... Looking forward to how that one turns out. But, yeah, very exciting and, you know, obviously more exposure for the women's game and that's what we're after. So very uh, very excited to see how that turns out. And what have been the last few weeks like as well, I guess, uh, online within your own closed uh, Facebook group of all the Western Bulldogs girls of welcoming in the new five recruits that you have? 
Yeah, it's been really exciting. So obviously we had the mini draft a couple of weeks back and we've got our own private page on Facebook, as you said. So um, sort of just been welcoming those girls in, played, played a few, uh, against a few of them, sorry, um, and, and definitely know of the others. So I suppose it's just getting to know you and we're a pretty close-knit group at the Bulldogs and it's something we've prided ourselves on um, the last couple of years. So I'm sure once they get down there, they're going to feel a part of it and hopefully it shows on the field. Uh, and last year, prior to the exhibition match, the Victorian-based Bulldogs girls actually got together for a little bit of a casual kick uh, before the game. Uh, has that been replicated at all this year? Have you have the girls got together at all? Yeah, no, we didn't do that this year. So um, last year, obviously, Peter Searle, um, before she headed over to St Kilda, um, she was big on getting the Vic girls down to train and sort of just building that sort of camaraderie, I suppose. But, um, yeah, we haven't done that this year. It's just been too hard, you know, with girls being all over Australia. And we're very well represented Across the across the country, so a little bit more difficult. But like I said, you know, having contact through Facebook, you know, we've all been in con, uh, constant contact with each other, and you know, speaking with the coaches, and there's coaches from those areas as well. So that makes it a little bit easier to sort of get to know each other and what we're what we're about. Um, and I'm sure once we hit the training track on Friday, that um, that'll show. Now, because this game has been uh, the second match is being held later in the year, it's being held on August 16. It's near the end of uh, the traditional football season for most of the state leagues. And for the girls, some of them have got a few nickels and have been rested. I believe uh, Katie Lloyds and, of course, Brianna Davey as well, who was the number one pick in the mini draft, uh, were both uh, just to be on the safe side rested last weekend. Yeah, so both were rested, but both are, are raring to go this weekend. So I think it was more precautionary for those two girls. I suppose they're going to be really important players for us in, in that game. So um, was it worth risking them in, in those conditions, especially at our muddy ground at Diamond Creek? So um, both girls rested and both are ready to go for Sunday. And for the Western Bulldogs women, what does the itinerary look like? When are you all first getting together? Yeah, so we're actually uh, meeting on Thursday and we're having a big lunch and leadership um, session with the Western Bulldogs men's team. So we'll be heading over to Witten Oval uh, for a few hours on the Thursday. Um, got some downtime on the th- on the Thursday night. Um, I think the Interstaters will be staying in the city and the Vicks will be heading home. And then on Friday morning, uh, we'll all meet at the Travel Lodge around 8 o'clock. And then it's, um, yeah, all guns blazing from there. So we've got um, training sessions, recovery sessions, meetings. Um, it's pretty chock-a-block, but um, I think we'll reap the rewards come Sunday. Do you think the faster track of Etihad Stadium will suit you? I hope so. And I hope, um, you know, we can implement our game plan this time and sort of get the ball, you know, out to the open spaces where we can use our strengths. And I think, you know, across the ground, um, we've got really good speed and really good um, foot skills that we can really utilise. So hopefully, you know, Etihad can, um, can help us with that. And how different has this year been to previous years where obviously you only had the one exhibition game, so anything that you learned or needed to improve on, you really couldn't implement until a year later. How different has that been that you've got that feedback in May and now you're able to implement it within a short period of time, being three months later? Yeah, I suppose it's more realistic to to, the men's game. They analyse week in, week out. Obviously, there's a three-month gap, but we've had time to sort of have a look at the tapes and assess how we went, you know, where we were probably... Uh, a little bit weak in the game, where we were strong in the game, and also look at Melbourne and, and their players, and I suppose looking at the form of their players. So it is a little bit unique, and we haven't had to wait the whole year, but you know we've got really good people and coaches, especially Chrissy, who does our analysis um, of the opposition, um, working really hard. So we'll sit down over the weekend and have a look at some of the tape and discuss areas we need to improve and hopefully uh, get the get the win on Sunday.
Uh, for a lot of the time, we've been talking about the coaches, we've been talking about the players involved, but how many women, uh, particularly from the Victorian Women Football League, because it's based obviously here in Melbourne, are uh, actually involved on match day? Because we've obviously noticed on the team sheet a lot of taking on running duties and even simple things like doing the water on match day. Yeah, and that's in the beauty of it being here. There's so many obviously passionate footballers in our state and uh, across Australia, and those people want to be involved. So they're everything, like you said, from water runners to the runner. Um, to just being there on the day and supporting. So, yeah, there's numerous people involved from various clubs across across the league that want to help out. And, you know, we're really grateful because if our game wants to get better, we need those people helping and supporting. So, yeah, it's, it's fantastic for them to be a part of and it's great for us to have them there. I guess it's a nervous day in two ways. Uh, one, obviously, being the first televised game, but it, it appears that on Sunday there will be some announcement of when this National League will start and hopefully maybe even a look at what it may look like in the way of teams, etc. Um, for you, have you heard anything to the ground or are you still waiting with bated breath? Yeah, I'm just I'm the same as you, Pete, so I'm still waiting to hear what's going to happen next year. I know there's you know, a lot of people behind the scenes working really hard to get that framework right for the next few years and obviously Gil um, McLaughlin's a big push to have the National League by 2017 so I've no doubt they're working hard towards that so yeah I'm in the same boat as you and I'm really looking forward to the announcement if there is an announcement and um, seeing what the future holds for women's footy. And finally before we let you go the same question we asked Sabrina Frederick Traub um, how many people have you bumped into during the week and told them to either watch live or record Channel 7 12.35pm this Sunday? <laughs> I'd be lying if it, if I said it wasn't everybody. Um, yeah, look, hopefully, you know, with the tickets being at a really good price and, you know, the double headache, people can get down to the game and watch it live because I think, you know, once you experience that, I think they'll be very interested um, in the future of women's footy. But, you know, obviously Channel 7, historic moment for us and we're very grateful that they've come on board. So, you know, if you if you can't make it to the game for some reason, then 12.30, Channel 7 or 7 mate or 7.2, depending on what, state you're in you know pop it on and pop it on all tvs get those ratings up and you know have a look at what women's footy has to offer and i thank steph very much for her time on joining us on the girlsplayfooty.com podcast i'm peter holden it's been a privilege having your company a reminder that of course we do a podcast each and every week just keep an eye on facebook.com forward slash girlsplayfooty our girlsplayfooty twitter account for all the latest editions they usually pop up around once a week and of course a reminder to tune in to channel 7 or 78 or 72 depending on your area at 12 30 p.m melbourne time live across the nation the first ever women's footy match to be shown on free-to-air tv going to be absolutely sensational get your friends behind it and if you really want to warm up and get in the mood as i said girlsplayfooty.com our website will be doing a live radio broadcast and we'll be doing a 90 minute pre-game show from 11 a.m so be able to join us as we go through player by player what we think their strengths are and what we think they will bring to the game and also keep an eye on girlsplayfooty.com throughout the week for more articles not only on the match but also state league reviews as we get towards the business end of the season for most competitions and their respective final series i'm peter holden thank you very much for your company. Until next time, bye for now.